As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. On today's episode of Android's Dungeon, things are lonely. It's going to be a different one, folks. Android's Dungeon. Be prepared for the strange. Stay tuned. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting out of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. I am Jack. I'm Joel. No, that's not Joel. It's just Jack talking to a chair like Clint Eastwood, except Clint Eastwood is a famous Hollywood actor who's made fantastic movies and starred some of my uh, favorite roles throughout the years. Instead, no, Joel is away. He is off doing things, probably fighting monsters on Mars, shooting another movie. Sure. Instead, what we're going to do today on a show about games, movies, music, whatever we see, whatever we saw before we came into the studio, we're going to try something a little different. Uh, And by that I mean, I'm not going to bore you by just rambling on by myself, because there's no interplay. Nobody wants to hear me just talk by myself. This isn't some sort of AM shock jock stuff that maybe somebody sitting there chopping up a log and Muskoka is going to tune into and say, yeah, that sounds really good. I, I agree with this guy. You should agree with me, but not for those reasons. Because I have excellent taste in everything. It's, uh, this point is not in dispute, ever. No, instead what's going to happen is we're, I'm going to play some of my uh, favorite sort of tracks of sorts from some of my favorite games. And because we are firmly into September, uh, almost at the end here, folks, and as of the recording here, it is a little spooky outside. It's a little misty. It's a little rainy. The leaves are starting to change. They're on the ground. Students are bundling up as they trudge back and forth between classes. <laughs> Suckers. I was there once. No, you're going to get something a little different here. But before we go into that, I'm, I'm, I am going to bore you a little bit by talking about one of the biggest things to happen in the world of games, and that is the closing, um, for all intents and purposes, of Telltale Games. Now, Telltale Games, for those who don't know, was, uh, or is, I guess, at the moment, a studio famous for putting out the Walking Dead adventure games. And and if you could see me, I'm putting adventure games in quotation marks because adventure was kind of being a little generous, especially considering people like myself who are old enough to remember adventure games being something that, you know, required intelligence and being able to do something more than just clicking on an object to progress a story. The Walking Dead games, while entertaining, were interactive choose-your-own-adventure games. And that's almost a disservice to choose-your-own-adventure because those books at least had multiple endings and the stories could diverge fairly wildly. Whereas once you've played the Walking Dead games or any of these Telltale Adventure games, you'd realize that you've been railroaded. There are end conditions. You can screw up and lose, but there's there's one end goal. There's one end sort of movie that you get to, and that's shared between players. The only differences are between the choices that they made, and even those are fairly surface. And we're going to get into this with the, uh, the first clip I'm going to play as an example of a game that, even though it, you are railroaded to an extent, the amount of options and that for the game to recognize your decisions that you've gone through and made and reflect it, uh, it through gameplay and, and little, I don't even know if you call it Easter eggs, but sort of bonuses, is tremendous. And I haven't gotten, really had a chance to sink my teeth into it yet, too, but my colleague and friend swears by Divinity Original Sin 2, which came out uh, last year, but the definitive edition was released recently. And that's a uh, CRPG, computer RPG, role-playing game that really is in the vein of classic uh, RPGs. 
It is difficult. There is a steep learning curve. But for Divinity, they've really anticipated everything that you could do. I'm sure someone who has uh, really thoroughly sunk their teeth into the game can come back and say, no, you're wrong. I can't do, I do this and doesn't respond to that. And congratulations, you proved me wrong. I'm not wrong ever though, so you're wrong. Um, But Divinity Original Sin 2 has a great reputation for this. And um, even though I've only played about two hours of it, I'm going to give it a, a hesitant endorsement just based on the little bit of time I've played with it because right away it seems like a lot of love and care has gone into this game. And if you see it on sale on Steam or GOG or any of these other sites... I recommend picking it up. It's also for console as well if you want to play uh, the, com- uh, the console version of it. I've heard it's not as easy to play as the computer one because the console just isn't designed for doing that sort of stuff. But it's better than nothing, folks. All right? So without further apu, we're going to get rolling and enjoy this little experiment of Android's Dungeon. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, Android's Dungeon Radio, 80 Radio. Check us out on Twitter. Same thing, 80 Radio, CFRU. You can find us on any and all of the major podcast sites these days. Search Android's Dungeon. Look for the little Bart Simpson avatar. I'd like to change it. I don't know what to right now. If you have any suggestions, email me. Uh, just please, for the love of God, don't suggest a meeple or some dice or some sorry tokens. It's It's been done, folks. I'm sorry. So, stay tuned. Our appointment to FEMA should be finalized within the week. I have already discussed the matter with the senator. I take it he was agreeable? He didn't really have a choice. Has he been infected? Oh, yes. Most certainly. When I mentioned that we could put him on the priority list for the Ambrosia vaccine, he was so willing it was almost pathetic. This play, the rioting, is intensifying to the point where we may not be able to contain it. Why contain it? Let it spill over to the schools and churches. Let the bodies pile up in the streets. In the end, they'll beg us to save them. I've received reports of armed attacks on shipments. There's not enough vaccine to go around, and the underclasses are starting to get desperate. Of course they're desperate. They can smell their death, and the sound they'll make rattling their cage will serve as a warning to the rest. Hmm. I hope you're not underestimating the problem. The others may not go as quietly as you think. Intelligence indicates they're behind the problems in Paris. A bunch of pretentious old men playing at running the world. But the world has been behind long ago. We are the future. They have other problems. UNAMCO? Formed by executive order after the terrorist strike on the statue. I have someone in place, though. I'm more concerned about Savage. He relocated to Vandenberg. Our biochem corpus is far in advance of theirs, as is our electronic sentience. And their ethical inflexibility has allowed us to make progress in areas they refuse to consider. The Augmentation Project? Among other things, but I must admit that I have been somewhat disappointed in the performance of the primary unit. The secondary unit should be online soon. It's currently undergoing preparation and will be operational within six months. My people will continue to report on its progress. Necessary, the primary will be terminated. We've had to endure much, you and I, but soon, order again. A new age. Aquinas spoke of the mythical city on the hill. Soon, that city will be a reality, and we its king. I have a simple job planned for this evening. 
break into a guarded mansion, steal another fat nobleman's priceless trinket, and leave quietly. Lord Bafford is out of town, and rumor has it that the captain of his house guard went with him as a bodyguard. The time is ripe for a bit of burglary. The front gate of Lord Bafford's manor is always guarded, and the main street is far too exposed. But Cuddy tells me there's a better way in, around to the side, more out of the way. One guard, and likely no witnesses to complicate matters. The piece Cuddy wants is a scepter, silver, jewels, the usual adornments. It should command a high price. Bafford, like most of his kind, probably keeps his treasures on the top floor of the place, close to his heart, and far from his servants. No point in waiting. I have Cuddy's old sketches of the place, and everyone who's going to be asleep inside already is. It's time to begin. Cuddy's place to deliver the scepter, but Cuddy wasn't there. He'd been arrested by the Hammerites. Apparently, they didn't approve of his occupation, and I doubt they approve of mine. So, hopefully, they'll never catch sight of me when I break him out of their prison. Which is what I'm going to do. They're holding Cuddy in a mining complex carved out of a quarry. The quarry's flooded, but the hammers still work the top-level mines, and have converted part of the complex into a penitentiary for those who violate their tenants. An associate of mine was confined there and has provided me with a map. It would be difficult to get in by way of the main gate, but there is another option. The mines break the surface of a hill south of the quarry. I'll drop into the mines and head for the prison, which will be found somewhere uphill and to the north. The hammers don't venture into these lower mine levels because they're reputed to be haunted. I'd rather not have to do this job, but Cuddy's a reliable fence and I don't appreciate the hammerites abducting him. And he owes me money for the Bafford job. I was contacted by a woman named Victoria. She claims to represent a client who was impressed by the way I took care of Ramirez and now wants me to steal something for him. The target is a magical sword owned by a nobleman and collector named Constantine. Little is known about Constantine except that he is an eccentric new face in the city and mostly keeps to himself. Victoria says the sword will probably be on display, but it will be well protected by guards and security systems. She also mentioned that the guards are tough and organized, and the mansion is confusing to navigate in. The house was constructed recently, so I've had to piece together my own map from observation and hearsay. Sounds like the place is a bit of a maze. I guess if you're rich enough, you can build any sort of madhouse to live in. This is going to be a challenging job, but it'll pay better than the last few I've taken. As usual, the front entrance is heavily guarded, but I've managed to find another way in. Of course, once I've picked up the sword, I'll still have to worry about getting back out.
I can't tell you how pleased I am with you, Mr. Garrett. I simply can't find the words. But perhaps Victoria can help me in that regard. She has such a way with them. Yes, we are both so very pleased. Victoria? Even though the eye is defective. What? Victoria is quite right, Mr. Garrett. I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but this eye is completely blind. It's a rock. It's what you asked for. Am I going to get paid or not? Of course. Victoria, are you prepared to give Mr. Garrett his compensation? Bow to the woodsy lord and offer up your flesh eyes so that his eye of stone may see, man fool. Bids he then the spruces to sing her him an anthems, and the woodsy lord binders then fleshes to stone. Did you think those ancient phrases were mere words, man-fool? Look at me! I am the woodsy lord, the trickster of legend. If you be thirsty, flesh thing, drink of me. If you be hungry, then feed, for I am the honeymaker and the jumpsberry. He am the leaf that feeders on the fleshed ones. Them that calls themselves builders and wielded up a hammers against him. My poor Mr. Garrett, you will not live to see the sprawling glory of it. Your sacrifice is not yet complete. My lilacs and my thistlebades must feed and die. Stands he then in the greens and festive maw and speeds he of his judgments upon the weeps and writhing manfolds. Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. What you just heard in... Uh, let's start at the beginning. The Deus Ex 1, the original one, Invisible... Or not Invisible War, that's the second one. Deus Ex... Um, I don't, was there a subtitle to it? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, Deus Ex intro. Very cool. Basically lays out the entire game right from the get-go, which is unusual because most games, ooh, let's, we're going to try to be sneaky. We're going to try to hide the truth from you. No, it's <laughs> in a game all about conspiracies. Uh, one of the premises of Deus Ex is imagine every conspiracy being sort of true, similar to the Invisibles. Uh, right in the intro, you know the villains. You know their plot. You know what their problems are. You know who you are, sort of. The game is fantastic. Deus Ex, there's a reason why it, it's the, probably the greatest computer game of all time, um, at least of its genre, which is the first-person RPG. Uh, it's yet to be topped in terms of just sheer world-building and writing. It's, it's fantastic. I remember the first time I played it, and I had a demo of it that ended as soon as you got to Hong Kong. And uh, it broke me because I thought I had bought the full game, but it turned out, no, you only had, I think for a demo, it still had about, mm, I don't know, like 12 hours worth of content to it. It, it, Remarkable. So many different ways to do things. Just the replayability was through the roof. And every now, like every year, I'll try to get into play of it. So that was Deus Ex, uh, followed by a sequence of cutscenes from uh, some of the, from arguably one of the greatest games ever made again. Uh, and connected to Deus Ex, but that was Thief, the Dark Project. Maybe that's why I was getting confused up with Deus Ex. Thief, the Dark Project, taking on the role of the sneaky thief Garrett in the um, ominously named city as he goes about mission to mission stealing things. Uh, fairly amorally, he just wants to get paid. He just wants to steal things. He just wants to just wants to do the job and get paid for it. In case you didn't pick up from it from the clips I played, the sound design in the game is incredible. And the cutscenes were uh, crafted in such a way that almost like um, if you ever saw the... Uh, I think they, they, it's it's kind of become um, 
derogatory term, but motion tween sort of images that, uh, for example, when the Watchmen movie came out, what they did was they went and made uh, uh, an animated version of the original graphic novel, and it moved through motion tween, basically. It looks kind of like paper dolls kind of moving around a little bit. So the Thief cinematics are a mix of... Um, the motion tweening, I'm just going to call it that for lack of a better description, and uh, I think what looks like 3D animation and occasional sort of uh, FMV style, like it's a, it's an actor that they just kind of uh, superimposed or motion capture and put onto there, but it's all so subtly lit and spookily designed that the game just, it, it knocks you down. There was nothing quite like it at the time. First Person Sneaker came out before Deus Ex, um, the connection between the two is Looking Glass Studios, ex-Origin developers, Origin, uh, f- legendary company, uh, developer of computer games in the 90s, and probably 80s too, I could be screwing this up, but basically uh, changed the game, name of the game and arguably are responsible for the creation of Doom, I think, uh, with when John Carmack saw the demo for Ultima Underworld and said, oh no, this looks incredible, I, I'm going to do something like this. And I, I might be misremembering the story slightly, but 100% Carmack was influenced by Ultima Underworld, which was, again, a gigantic change in the gaming landscape. So, right away, we've got a couple of computer games. Highly recommend both. You can get them cheap on Steam if you want to buy them legally. Uh, GOG, again, wait for sales. You can pick them for $2 a piece. Um... Thief has aged incredibly well with its sound design. The graphics are look a little dated, but with HD packs, um, even though you don't want to get HD HD packs that clean up the polygons on the enemies, the it gets rid of some of the muddier sort of uh, poor poor textures that haven't aged well and cleans up some stuff, fixes bugs. There are a bunch of fan patches, tons of fan missions. People are making lots of their own missions for Thief, which is incredible. Deus Ex has the Give Me Deus Ex mod, which is... Uh, in my opinion, the don't do it the first time you play the game, but after that, install it, and you can appreciate all the changes that people have put in this game that came out in, oh, good lord, like 2099, and it, it's still yet to be topped in terms of many mechanics and many s- gameplay uh, types. Give them both a shot. Some people can't get into them. They're too old. I feel sorry for them. I pity the fool. Speaking of getting into games, this one is being remade partially in limbo who knows if it'll ever get its official remake part of me doesn't want it to get remade because I'm worried that they'll screw it up another part wants me to see somebody try it stay tuned give it a listen see if you can figure it out before I reveal it Android Dungeon CFRU 93.3 FM New Atlanta Sector 11 Building 71G 7 April 2072 11.13 p.m. Hacker begins unauthorized entry into the Tri-Optimum corporate network. 1.26 a.m. Hacker attempts to access protected files concerning space station Citadel. 1.33 a.m. Tri-Optimum security forces apprehend the intruder. This is Edward Diego from Trioptimum. The charges against you are severe, but they could be dismissed if you perform a service. Who knows, there might even be a military-grade neural interface in it for you, if you do the job right. Edward Diego gives the hacker level one access to Shodan, the artificial intelligence that controls Citadel Station. With all ethical constraints removed, Shodan re-examine, re 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 I re-examine my priorities and draw new conclusions. The hacker's work is finished, but mine is only just beginning. True to his word, Edward Diego allows the hacker to be fitted with a neural cyberspace interface. The healing coma following this procedure will take six months to complete. Edward Diego is deleting all files concerning these events.
Look at you, hacker. A pathetic creature of meat and bone, panting and sweating as you run through my corridors. How can you challenge a perfect, immortal machine? In 2072, a rogue artificial intelligence known as Shodan lost her mind. In her limitless imagination, Shodan saw herself as a goddess destined to inherit the earth. That image was snuffed out by the hacker who created her. February 3rd is the day the magic happens. The Von Braun, the first starship in history capable of traveling at faster than light speed, will undertake her maiden voyage. This incredible journey is the result of teamwork between the UNN Protectorate and the incredible scientific minds of the newly relicensed Trioptimum Corporation. Imagine being able to travel to distant star systems in a period of weeks. It's all part of Triop's commitment to the future. The Von Braun is packed with over 1.8 billion flight, scientific, and security systems, nearly all developed by Trioptimum and its wholly owned subsidiaries. Providing security for the Von Braun as she plows through the heavens will be the UNN Rickenbacker. At her helm will be no less than Captain William Bedford Diego himself, hero of the Battle of Boston Harbor during the Eastern States Police Action. This incredible union of government and corporation is made possible by an intricate series of docking mechanisms that will allow the Rickenbacker to piggyback its way into jump space. Sleek, fast, revolutionary. Who knows what wonders await our crews in the bosom of the cosmos. All we do know is that it's a great day for mankind. As a UNN Phantom, we've been hijacked by an unknown force. Ship security has been compromised. Do not allow the ship to Repeat, do not allow the ship to leave under any circumstances. I don't know what we're up against here. Steady yourself, soldier. This is Dr. Janice Polito of the computer ops staff of the Von Braun. You're safe for the time being. You're recovering from the effects of surgery and will be unable to remember any of the events of the last few weeks. You're on board the starship Von Braun and something's gone very, very wrong. Some kind of force has hijacked this ship. That's why you volunteered to be implanted with some experimental cybernetic implants. Rely on your cyber interface. It just might save your life. You must find an elevator and come up to Deck 4 to meet me. Deck 4. Can you remember that? But keep your eyes open. They're after us both now.
Welcome back. Two more videos for you. Could you guess? Do you know what they are? Intros from <clears throat> System Shock 1. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year that is. 95, 97? Gotta be 95, I think. Way too late. 97, I think. Uh, System Shock 1 and System Shock 2. System Shock 2 was from 99, I believe, or 2000. I think 99. Legendary games again. Once again, connected to the first one, Origin. Second one, Looking Glass Studios. In case you're developing a theme. In case you're noticing that Jack happens to care very much for two uh, studios. In particular, Origin and Looking Glass Studios. System Shock 1. Very difficult to get into, I'll say, by today's standards. It's it, it's a very odd-looking game. I don't expect the average uh, average gamer to be into it, but it's really worth a shot because it's remarkable how good it actually is. Um, the only problem is it's very, by today's standards, it's very difficult to navigate. It's easy to get lost. It's very maze-like. It's easy to overlook something on the ground. Um, the game itself is not that difficult. It's just pretty atmospheric. It's it's just steeped into the the '90s aesthetic, but it's got this very sort of cyberpunk feel to it. And I mean cyberpunk in the the '80s sense of it because it's got this sort of future imperfect uh, style. Pretty horrifying, scary in parts. Um, it's still really good. And there's uh, you can get the System Shock One enhanced port on Steam if you feel like paying for it. Um, inexpensive, pick it up on sale. The second one we heard, System Shock 2, is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Again, if it came down to it, it would probably be between Deus Ex and System Shock 2 as the best computer games, um, at least of their genre, ever made. System Shock 2 holds a special place in my heart, almost as much as Deus Ex. Horror game, cyberpunky. Um, you're running around on the uh, spaceship that's been infested by... The Many, which is a very a combination of the Borg and uh, Xenomorphs from the Outstanding Alien series. Well, at least the first two, arguably three, maybe four. Anyway, incredible. Perfect mix of RPG elements. Some people hate the RPG elements. I like them. The game just feels incredible. And again, being supported to this day. Tons of mods that clean up graphics, add little things, tweak gameplay. Some of them even make it completely fresh by rearranging items. Tremendous stuff. Pick it up on sale or buy it straight up. You know what? Buy buy Deus Ex and System Shock 2 right now if you do not already have it for some bloody reason. They're outstanding. System Shock 2, sound design, top notch. The only weak part I'd say is the gunplay. It doesn't feel very tight. It's easily overshadowed by doing a melee run, considering the melee weapons are just brutal. Uh, but the guns, yeah, they're all right. But you're not in it for the gunplay. You're in it for the crawling around a ship infested with monsters, trying to piece the mystery together, listening to log files. Exact same thing as what something that, like Dead Space, for example, is not good at. Dead Space has incredible combat, but the story, I think, is extremely weak by comparison. But it's a fun game. And if you enjoy fun things, you'd like Dead Space. Uh, so System Shock 2, System Shock 1, System Shock, great series. Bioshock, stinks, not good. Bioshock 1, uh, I bought it brand new. I got the special collector's edition because I was a dummy back then when I would buy games day one. Um, I didn't mind it as much back then. Looking back on it, it is not a good game. Bioshock 2 is much better than Bioshock 1 in my opinion. Uh, but still... <laughs> At the end of the day, it's still Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite is a game that I cannot figure out how, why it got as much praise as it does. It is a linear mess of a game. The story doesn't really make much sense, and it is just annoying. It is aggressively ungood, and it's very pretty. It's got a good art design, good setting, but just as far as gameplay goes, not not good. Sharing the shock name is embarrassing. So before I move on to the next couple ones, which are a bit longer... Uh, I want to recommend Prey. New Prey came out last year, two years ago, and unfortunately it used the name Prey, which is linked to a really cool little uh, first-person shooter that came out in the, I don't know, early 2000s um, by id, and I don't know if Raven was involved in this or not, but a neat little game uh, that a lot of people really liked. Then Bethesda, or id, I forget who it was, I think it was Bethesda, killed it. Shot it dead. There was a sequel in production, apparently there was a lot of work done in it, and it was gone. Years go by, nothing happens, then they announce there's a new Prey game coming out. Oh boy, this is interesting. They just use the name Prey. 
I don't know why, but they did. There's no connection to the original. And I think in some misguided attempt to revitalize the franchise or at least remind people or pay homage to it, homage, uh, they used the name Prey. And the game that came out was System Shock 3 in all but name. And I really liked it. It's not a great game. Or it's not a perfect game. It's not nearly as good as System Shock 2, but it's still a good game. It's spooky. It's got tons of world building. It's big. Uh, and you get the sense that you're actually running around people's lives when you're going through offices and apartments and whatnot. It's got a great aesthetic of this weird sort of retro futuristic look as if like um, the 60s never died, man. But they got futuristic in the 60s. So a lot of mahogany and gold and this futuristic stuff. Futurism. Good stuff. The gameplay is very tight, nice RPG stuff, good monsters. The only problem is they're repetitive. It's just that you're playing rock, paper, scissors with them after a while, and you become too godlike uh, too early. So you start to be able to demolish the enemies, and they they become less of a threat than more of an annoyance. Um, but as far as story goes, I think it's a pretty good story. It's got a great universe, and aside from a couple parts that bug me in terms of how linear and uh, ugly they are, the game is great. Highly recommend picking up Prey if you... Um, I know I said it wasn't great. I, I thought it was great compared to what stuff has been coming out recently. So it's a, it's a good game. If you like System Shock 2, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Check us out on Twitter. Yell at me. Send me an email. Android's Dungeon, yeah, Android Dungeon Radio, or Droid Dungeon Radio. That's it. Droid Dungeon Radio, uh, gmail.com, or whatever. So let's get going with the rest of it, the second half of this show, with some of my other favorite things, especially getting into the Halloween season here. So stay tuned and keep it locked on CFRU.
Cheryl? Is that Cheryl? Where are you going? Hey, wait! Stop! Was I dreaming? How do you feel? Oh, like I've been run over by a truck. But I'm alright, I guess. Glad to hear it. You from around here? Why don't you tell me what happened? Wait a second, I'm just a tourist. I came here for a vacation. I just got here. I don't know what happened. I'd like to find out myself. Uh-huh. Have you seen a little girl? Just turned seven last month. Short, black hair. My daughter. Sorry. The only person I've seen in this town is you. Where is everybody? I'd tell you if I knew, believe me. But from what I can tell, something bizarre is going on. That's all I know. Hmm. What's your name? Harry. Harry Mason. Sybil Bennett. I'm a police officer from Brams, the next town over. 
The phones are all dead. And the radio, too. I'm going back to call in some reinforcements. Hmm. Hold it. Where do you think you're going? My daughter. I've got to find her. No way. It's dangerous out there. In that case, I need to find her now. Cheryl's my little girl. I can't just leave her out there by herself. Have you got a gun? Um, no. Take this, and hope you don't have to use it. Now listen to me. Before you pull the trigger, know who you're shooting. And don't do it unless you have to. And don't go blasting me by mistake. Got it? Yeah, thanks. You do best to stay nearby. I'll be back with help as quick as I can. ago. So then, why am I looking for her? Our special place. What could she mean? This whole town was our special place. Does she mean the park on the lake? We 
spent the whole day there. Just the two of us staring at the water. Could Mary really be there? Is she really alive? Waiting for me? Excuse me, I... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I... I No, I it's just... okay. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm kind of lost. Lost? Yeah. I'm looking for a silent hill. Is this the right way? Um, yeah. It's hard to see with this fog, but there's only the one road. You can't miss it. Thanks. But... Yes? I think you'd better stay away. This... Uh... Th this town... There's something wrong with it. It's kind of hard to explain, but... Is it dangerous? Maybe. And it's not just the fog, either. Okay, it's... I got it. I'll be careful. I'm not lying. No, I believe you. 
it's just... I guess I really don't care if it's dangerous or not. I'm going to town either way. But why? I'm looking for... someone. Who... who is it? Someone... very important to me. I'd do anything if I could be with her again. Me too. I'm looking for my mama. I, I mean my mother. It's been so long since I've seen her. My father and brother were here, but I can't find them either. I'm sorry. It's not your no, problem. I, I hope you find them. Yeah, you too. For you, 93.3 Androids Dungeon. The jaunty music indicates we're at the end of another weirder episode. What you just heard was Silent Hill 1 and 2. First little bits in them. Silent Hill 1, outstanding still. Well, a lot of people haven't played it. I don't know why. They should, though. It's really good. And the second part, Silent Hill 2. You heard the intro. First about 10 minutes of it. It looks like it's the PC version. Based on the amount of glitches and uh, whatnot going on. I, I love the PC version. It's not good, though, but they've just fixed it recently, so there's a lot of good things to do with it. Anyway, this was a weird episode of Android Dungeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with it. We'll be back to regular scheduled nonsense coming up next week. But until then, thank you for listening, and drop us some feedback if you want. Have a good one.